Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Michelle Delforge of UZ Leuven in Belgium and Nupur Raj of Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, US. Hello, I'm Nupur Raji. I am the director for the Center for Multiple Myeloma at the MGH Cancer Center and I'm also a professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. Hello, my name is Michel Delforgen. I'm a, a clinical head at the Department of Hematology at uh, the University of Leuven in Belgium. So uh, the topic we will cover today is on infections, how to treat them, but even more importantly, how to try to prevent them in patients with multiple myeloma. And um, Nopur, I think we, we have realized over the last COVID pandemic how vulnerable our patients with multiple myeloma are for infections. Would you agree with me on that statement? No, absolutely. I think, uh, Michelle, if there's anything we've learned through the pandemic is, uh, you know, uh, highlighted the role of infections in the context of myeloma and the importance of not just treating infections, but more importantly, what are the strategies that we can put in place to prevent them? So I agree with you 100%. It's really important that we uh, focus on this. This is a very timely discussion uh, in the middle of a pandemic for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm very happy that you uh, share my point of view, as do many other colleagues, because we are uh, fortunate with the impressive therapeutic developments in myeloma. And those of us dealing with patients with multiple myeloma realize that for many patients, an acute cancer has become turned into a chronic disease with multiple lines of treatment, but with a gradual exhaustion of the immune system. And um, uh, Nopur, very practically, so you have a lot of experience with advanced immunotherapy. And could you just briefly discuss on the measures, the preventive measures you take, particularly for those patients receiving like monoclonal antibodies or even CAR T cells or bispecific antibodies? Yeah, I think all really important things to highlight, Michelle. We'll start off with the monoclonal antibodies, for example. You know, we are using a lot of the CD38 monoclonal antibodies. And the difference between now and a few years back is we've actually brought them into our upfront setting. So we are starting out by using uh, CD38-directed monoclonal antibodies such as deratumumab. And with that, you will see some lymphopenia. You will see some immune suppression. Uh, we do uh, recommend the use of antiviral prophylaxis. We follow immunoglobulins in these patients. And I think the key that we've learned certainly during the pandemic is you do have to control the myeloma clone because controlling the myeloma clone helps patients with respect to infections as well. And then using certain preventive strategies, such as the use of antivirals, such as, such as the use of uh, intravenous immunoglobulin as and when required to 
depending on the level of immunosuppression is important. I think the other really important piece is what are you combining that monoclonal antibody with? And depending on that, whether we see myelosuppression such as lymphopenia, neutropenia, we adjust our prophylactic recommendations, which is what we do out here. And I would be curious to see what you do as well for the same uh, issues that we are facing. Yeah, I fully agree. Eh? And um, indeed, it's all start with, with awareness. And um, as we know from data and from our own experience, infection is a continuous threat in myeloma, particularly, as you mentioned, in patients with active disease and patients receiving treatment. And um, in that regard, um, it's they are not only at newly diagnosis, but even more importantly, when patients have already received many lines of treatment. And in addition to the recommendations you mentioned, we also try to um, yeah, use some of these um, models that can help us in identifying patients at highest risk, although it's not, let's say, carved in stone, but like the very elderly patients, patients with renal insufficiency, um, patients with active diseases, you mentioned, and eventually to put those on, on, on prophylactic treatment with antibiotics. Napur, along the same line, um, so when we are talking about prevention, there's sometimes a lot of misunderstanding or misconception about the role of vaccination in patients with multiple myeloma. Could you briefly share your thoughts on uh, which patients to, to vaccinate or even not to vaccinate and, and, and what is the best timing to do so? So again, you know, I think we have more clear-cut data post-transplant, Michelle, as you know, but in general, vaccination is recommended for all patients with multiple myeloma. That's sort of the starting point. In the middle of the pandemic, we were recommending uh, COVID vaccinations for all patients. Now, whether or not a patient will mount an immune response depends on the amount of immune uh, paresis seen in our patients. But uh, the recommendation is always to immunize. Um, we are, especially in the setting of COVID, looking at antibodies. And you saw at the International Myeloma Workshop, we actually had data from several centers looking at antibody responses. And certainly myeloma patients with uh, in the majority of situations did mount an immune response. When it comes to special situations such as post-transplantation or post, for example, CAR T-cell therapy, the recommendation usually post-transplantation is to re-immunize patients after about six months of the transplant. And in the case of immuno, uh, immunotherapies such as CAR T-cells, we are doing it three months out post the CAR T-cells so that the effect of the cytoreductive chemotherapy has gone away after that time frame. Yes, I, thanks for this clear answer. Again, I, I fully agree. Eh? And um, of course, you don't always get, let's say, the, the, the choice to have this um, optimal timing, but especially during plateau phases when patients are in a stable remission, then I fully agree it's the right time to try to, to uh, vaccinate the patients huh? and to protect them for further infections. And you're right, so during treatment with 
monoclonal antibodies with anti-BCMA agents, we are now getting more and more data that sometimes the immune response can be suboptimal, reinforcing indeed to try to find the right time slot to, uh, to vaccinate patients. So Michelle, just before we finish, I'll just put in a plug. You know that we put uh, put the paper together because this is a really practical uh, question and people have all kinds of uh, uh, practice guidelines. So as the IMWG and the IMS, we've come together and we have our paper, which will soon be published in Lancet Hematology. Uh, so our listeners can actually go to that paper to try and come up with optimal recommendations as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's so important here to have this consensus-based guidelines, very practical recommendations that can help our colleagues uh, in daily clinical practice. So thanks for doing that. Thank you for listening to the Multiple Myeloma Hub podcast. We would also like to thank our supporters, Pfizer, Sanofi, AbbVie, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Genentech, GSK, Roche, Amgen, and Oncopeptides. Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.